thanks for taking the time today after just landing from 72 hours in Dubai. Coolest thing you saw, did, like, number one experience that, like, just, like, you'll remember from the trip. Uh, dude, thanks for having me, Benny. But, mate, I honestly, being able to work out at sunrise uh, in the desert, that was unbelievable. Like, you know, Thanks. beautiful sunrise, uh, red sand. It was sick. Yeah, I was wondering, actually, now, you know, following you on social media, all this, have you ever worked out with a shirt on or is it always just, like, shirtless workouts? <laughs> I, I love. By the way, I haven't worked out with a shirt on in, like, years. So I, I respect <laughs> it. I'm a man. Fucking good days, like, dude. You're gonna go very well in Australia. That's what we call actual banter. Uh, yeah. Now it's funny. I, I always seem to just, you know, uh, misplace my shirt. No, uh, dude. <laughs> when you when it's it's thirty, you know, it was like it was like ninety five degrees at like six a.m. So you just crazy. you don't wearing clothes, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's great. Well, the uh, so you're a globally renowned chef, cookbook author, wellness coach. Uh, you know. Endless, 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 style, you know, list of accomplishments. Is But I got to ask, like, the number one burning question for me, who's obsessed with health and wellness in, in your body, is you have a heart rate that's 27 beats per minute. Like, I checked my whoop this morning, and I, like, I'm around, like, 38. Like, how is 27? You're out of your mind. Yeah, dude. Like, I, so I was playing rugby growing up, and I'd get in a lot of injuries. <clears throat> and every single time I'd have to get surgery, the doctors would, like, one doctor would apparently come in and two, then three. And then during my surgery, when you're under, they'd be concerned that you're about to, you know, flatline. Um, but fortunately, I've just, part of it is, you know, I guess the physiology of what I was born with. But um, yeah, I've, 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 I've got an interestingly low heart rate, like 38, dude. 38 is freaking amazing. It really yeah, is. Like, everyone's I know, I know. It's crazy. But do you ever get dizzy, like uh, lightheaded when you stand up and stuff because of that? No, I don't. The, the most interesting thing, man, is around like when I get really tired, which is like I can't drive at nighttime for more than 25, 30 minutes. Mm. So like yeah, I got yeah, a yeah. carpool and like it's funny because like I'll be at a dinner table and it'll be like, you know, 11 p.m. Everyone's having drinks and I haven't had a single drink. And all of a sudden I'm falling asleep. And so I have yeah. to sing what mates know that you need to let me sit around for seven minutes, have a little nap for seven minutes and then I'm back up again. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if I'm not doing any active, my heart rate will make me put me to sleep. And do you use, I see you're wearing an Apple watch. Do you use any devices and do you track kind of those, you know, that data and the metrics? Yeah, definitely, man. I got like the Apple watch ultra, I think is pretty phenomenal and covering like a pretty broad spectrum. Uh, I've got aura. I've actually got two auras. One's for show. Cause I think I like the color. The other one is actually what it used for. But that's, that's for a couple of things. I do like to understand, particularly when I travel, how my performance is, I've got a, um, an ultra run event this end of this year. So I've got to make sure that my, my recovery's bang on. So I think they're the main two devices that I use. All right. And then, you know, a follow-up question here is like, I've heard the saying a million times, they say, don't tr trust the skinny chef. Like, how do you, how do you combat <laughs> that? I mean, like, it's, 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 Dude, I guess it's, it's different when Aussie. you're... Yeah, bro. It's the Aussie charm. It's the only way I get away with it. Uh, Dude, yeah, it's... it's it's interesting because you obviously, I think the, the chefs 10 to 15 years ago to what they are today is a lot different. Like I'm still a chef. I still, you know, part of like one hotels and that whole um, awesome uh, culinary team. So I'm in the kitchen and then and there's other times where like my life is very much on the athlete side. So, yep. you know, if I'm dealing with athletes as well, it's like part of them want to know, like I'm being, if I'm talking performance-based nutrition, at least they can see that at least I look after myself. Yep. So it's a big thing, but yeah, I guess uh, 20 years ago, it wouldn't trust me. Today, maybe consider it. 
All right. And we got to stay authentic here. Like you're eating lunch. Oh, I want you to eat lunch during this. You were, you were enjoying some lunch over there. So don't, don't be afraid. We, we can, uh, we can interview with your mouthful. Like uh, that's so keep it, like, keep it real. But, uh, uh, so, uh, like, oh how did, like, so let's go to the beginning here. Like, how did you like get interested in cooking and like, just take us to the beginning? Yeah, dude. So I grew up in a family of five, two brothers on the middle of two brothers, uh, three brothers. So or middle of, three boys rather. So um, always hungry in Australia, Northern beaches of Sydney, very active lifestyle. So was always into like, you know, running down the beach, surfing, playing sport. And so as a result, you know, built up quite an appetite and mum never had the ability to always, you know, make sure we're getting in those intakes. So we just started doing it ourselves. And then dad realized that we needed to take it in turns to, you know, cook for each other. And, you know, fast forward years, I was like, I finished high school not knowing what I wanted to do, but loved sports. So followed a, a master's in exercise science degree with nutrition. So I became an S&C coach, but I'd still been cooking it a long time um, since I was like 11. So by the time this is around, it's like I'm 21 years old. I'm working as an SNC coach for rugby codes in Australia. And uh, yeah, and then I realized there was a disconnect between teaching athletes what to actually eat and then applying it. So, you know, they'd be told the information, like, you know, we've seen today's NFL, we've got amazing nutritionists, but sometimes they don't know how to take that information home. And for whatever reason, you may have a chef, whatever, it's great. But what I started to do is create recipes for these athletes. So they then started to take the information home and actually apply it. I turned that into a cookbook because I did it quite a few times. And then that did really well, did a second cookbook, which did really well, started to get some TV time. So then jumped back into kitchens it was like Batman. So by day, I was like an SNC coach. By night, I was a chef. Um, so worked my way up the line to a point where it's like I actually got pretty decent um, as a chef and got an opportunity to move to the States eight years ago, and which is something I've always been interested in, man. Like I've, I've, I've always loved, you know, sport here. I love the, the scene here. Um, grew up watching uh, – I was watching Drew Bledsloe, to be honest, man. Like I loved the NFL. I really did. And then, yeah. So, yeah, one thing after yeah. the other, man. Yeah. So are you a Wallabies fan? Is that yeah. the team? Oh, bro, like straight up, my guy. So like, this is the thing. So I love the fact you know this, but there was a guy called George Gregan. He was a halfback. He's a half boy. He was yeah. one of the caps Australian players of all time. He was my idol. Um, and one of the coolest things is through my job and what I was doing, I got to meet him and cook with him. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play rugby for Australia. Um, you know, persisted with it. Eventually kept getting injured. That's how the heart rate started to come <laughs> understanding and, yeah, man, but I think it's um I think the biggest thing, man, is when I moved to the states, <clears throat> I realized why I wanted to play for Australia because I wanted to represent yeah. my country. Yeah. And so now I get to do that over here, which is awesome. Uh, well, I was um we um had our honeymoon in Australia, and they gave my son, who was my wife was pregnant at the time, a little Wallabies jer- jersey, like a full onesie jersey with said rabbits on the back, Let's and go it was home. just like. It was just the best. And so I think from there, I was just like, um, you know, I was like, I was hooked. So uh, we are a uh, Wallabies fan. So I got to ask, and I'm throwing random questions in there. Favorite food? Uh, spaghetti bolognese. And the one that I get to make with my nana, for sure. And in, in, is your favorite food your favorite food to cook as well? Or is it di- is say, a different yeah, food? Dude, I, love, I love cooking with my hands. So I'd say like gnocchi, pasta, pizza dough, bread. You know, like I, I think I was saying earlier, like I spiritually am Italian. So like I, I, yeah. I am Italian, but like I'm more spiritually than I am by bloodline. 
but yeah, man, I think Italian food. I do enjoy like making like Mexican cuisine or, um, you know, other, I like South American or even, you know, Asian cuisine. But for me, I just love the feeling of like making a focaccia or like pasta yeah. dough from scratch. Yeah. You mentioned you made the, uh, you know, obviously you transitioned coming from Australia to America and um, that's a, all the way around the other, other side of the world here. So what is the like biggest differences that hit you right away on the kind of American food versus Australian food? Dude, um, well, it's interesting. Landing in New York, New York's a farmland, right? So actually quite an abundant amount of amazing produce. Uh, so like people, people think that America is like New York and it's actually not because you go to middle America and that's where it's like gets interesting. So I think for mm-hmm. me in New York, I, I was exposed to some of the best chefs, some of the most amazing produce. It was a farmland. I have way more array of chilies here than I have than in Australia. Um, there's also ramps and some really unique things. But also the way you guys butcher meat is different to the way that we butcher meat in Australia. So we don't really have brisket because we use that for something else. And our pork for bacon, our bacon is typically the loin with a little bit of that rash, whereas you guys only have the rash. So it was a really cool and interesting understanding of like even everything from like the way that you break down animals to what you grow to what's in the soil is completely different. Right. That's interesting. Uh, it's always uh, like I love traveling. That's my favorite thing is just kind of feeling the foods of the culture, right? Yeah. We, that's what we, we, we all love. But you had mentioned um, earlier that your master's in exercise science and so I know you have, you have a course, um, you know, optimize a performance op- optimizer course. Tell us about that. Yeah, dude. So essentially we have this uh, awesome course where we have a very select number of people. We go through a six week plan with them um, and we kind of target everything from their blood work to understanding what, you know, their parameters are, what their goal sets are. And we use like the ability to actually empower them to take not only this, this, this period of course, but afterwards to understand how they can apply it ongoingly for the rest of their life. So we've all held, heard the understanding of lifespan versus health span. We want people to have the most increased health span that they can have. And so we essentially do take them through a workshop from firstly understanding themselves bio-individuality-wise, taking a look at what their deficiencies are, and then applying some pretty key uh, you know, practical take-homes, particularly in the cooking set, they can prove on, obviously we look at sleep and we have a look at some of those nutritional um, relationships with hormones too. Yeah. Interesting. The, um, obviously our audience, 70% athletes should definitely check that out. And it's a great place to kind of start in, in engaging with you, but another great place in your kind of public facing is, is social media. And it seems like it's a big tool of yours and a great way for you to connect with your audience. You have a, you have a really big following. So, how does you think like social media fits into your like holistic business approach? Yeah, dude. Well, it's really interesting to, to position it. So it's like I've got a following as a chef, as a performance chef. So, you know, I think about how what top funnel would be to get people seeing um, the information I can provide them. And those who want to click stick around, we call them conversions, right? So we treat it like top of funnel, middle of funnel, lower funnel. Same approach across all our platforms and so you've got types of content that will go more viral content but then you've got to have content that's like more conversion based once they come to your site and so we have a pretty strategic way of doing that where we'll release you know maybe more viral piece versus like a recipe based takeaway or a nutritional 
um, feet or even just like how to the relationship between certain hormones and foods. So, you know, which isn't a viral piece, but may be important for a takeaway. So across YouTube, Instagram, and, and now TikTok, we use that kind of strategy. And then you have a uh, podcast, the Epic Table. Yeah, man, it's so cool. We, uh, we're about to go next season as well. We're effectively, I get to sit down with someone and I cook them a meal as I'm, you know, interviewing them and get to learn more about That's them. Awesome. At the end of the uh, podcast, they, they get to essentially um, get a meal based on maybe their story, their background. That's hopefully nostalgic to them. That's the intent. So it's a, it's a great dude. I get to cook. It's baller. Like if I said to you, Ben, let's go. Like let me interview you. I'm going to cook your meal. And yeah. like most people are like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's like Seinfeld's cars with coffee or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Like yeah, coffee and driving in awesome cars. Uh, like dude. I'm in. Who would say no to that? So uh, exactly, that's it. You, I was come down to Miami, bro. Come get the little sunshine. We're doing maybe back, uh, back up barbecue. If you look at me, I could use a little bit of uh, sign. <laughs> you need to get outside here, but uh, I, I I see you have a guide kind of increasing metabolism, and obviously, uh, you know, I've thought a lot about metabolism, especially now that kind of into my 40s, and so any just like quick kind of like hits around just understanding metabolism and like you know and, and especially for a lot of audience here right is former athletes that like now like you know don't they don't have that structured sport they're playing and, and then as far as like you know we're a lot of us also are in the 40s and yeah. slowing down metabolism so dude i would, I would actually um I would firstly say there's a recent study that talks about how you, your metabolism doesn't actually drop off as much as we think it does after our 40s. Uh, no excuses, I, I guess. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting to see. I, I saw that. I think it was like, I only saw this like three or four weeks ago. And I was like, whoa. So I want, I want yeah. to dive further into that. But what I say is there's definitely two major controllable things that we can do. One, sleep has a direct input. Right, we have a direct implication on obviously adipose tissue in general, which is the most, um, I guess, the biggest thing we look at when it comes to getting past our forties. And the second thing is also cold therapy. So obviously, eating right is a very obvious thing. I won't go too much into that because I think the other two are a bit more of a you know higher topic of discussion. So sleeping, you know, we can have poor hours of sleep over a seven day period actually results in um, you eating eight days worth of food. So in seven days, you end up eating eight. And that's typically mm. because your, um, your, your satiety hormones are not working efficiently with each other. So not only does that affect, obviously, increased adipose tissue, but it also uh, affects your, your, in turn, your metabolism. The second thing I would say is, just, um, so obviously making sure you're getting sufficient sleep every night. Um, the second thing is cold therapy is fantastic for activating your brown fat, so which is you know correlated with your metabolism as well. So like I would suggest getting in cold therapy, you know, submerging yourself for three to five minutes every second day if you can. If you just run under a cold shower. Um, it's fantastic for you. So they're two main things. And then when it comes to food, obviously work out what your deficiencies are because people say, oh, I go low fat or I go, you know, I'm going Atkins or whatever it is. But yeah. reality is you don't you got to understand your body's different and you got to treat it differently. So you may be better off actually losing weight on a maintenance or moderate carb diet than a low carb diet just for your long term. Right. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of testing in places out there. Now we can really figure out kind of, uh, you know, what, how your body functions best and the data is, I know we talked about earlier and, you know, it's crazy right now, but 
Right. You know, uh, 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 you were so nice. Uh, you hooked me up with some uh, ten thousand gear, which I which I absolutely love and have have been wearing to you know work out, and it's 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 great stuff. So thank you for that. And I know you're involved with those guys, Super Coffee, Athletic Greens, and some others. So tell us about your partnerships and, and what you have going on off your uh, off your main field of uh, the kitchen. Yeah, dude. So I work, um, I'm the culinary creative director for Chris Hemsworth's fitness app center. So pretty excited about that. We've got a pretty awesome strategy for the next two to three years. Um, so, you know, we're looking to really help empower people through movement, mind, um, and also, you know, just muscles in general. So that's a really exciting aspect. AG one, um, is really exciting because the, Continuous growth in that market is exciting, as you guys know too well. Um, and then, yeah, you've got uh, one hotels. So working as the, um, the chef or the, not the title chef, but the kind of director over there at Brooklyn, which is really cool. So growing that platform, that's like, dude, it's like, that's my, uh, how do I put it? That's my fun time being a chef. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's the side. It's just really fun. Um, and then you've got like other companies such as Strong Roots, uh yeah you mentioned super coffee ten thousand, and um the idea is that my role as a performance chef either from a content an advisory or a creative standpoint and helping grow those companies as well so it's pretty exciting yeah it's awesome well you, there's no more authentic way than someone like you right lives and lives the lifestyle you like you are like i'm sure for those guys and uh I know as a, a person that, that i was going to talk i, I want to kind of get into like your energy right like you like I, I've been thinking a ton about it, right? Like you kind of almost get the energy that you give, right? And and it, how energy can be contagious, and and I all I just like after getting talking to you a bunch recently and getting to know you more and more, like your like your energy, your positivity is really contagious. And you know, how do you like how do you maintain that? How do you think about that? Dude, straight that that. Thank you, man. It's uh, I also like recognize like just jumping on a phone call with you. I feel like you're a bro, so it's it's pretty easy like, to talk to you, dude. So <laughs> it works both ways. Um, man, I've always like I've always been. I definitely feed off other people, and like you know whether it be my brothers or my mates. Um, you know, I, I love that energy of just community. Uh, and I also re- understand the importance of also not um, always being around that to give your time to, you know, some respite. So that's where like, I guess, meditation comes in is to chill and relax the mind and those excitements. But I think in general, man, I just love being around people. And I think it's really, it sounds so simple, but the idea of being nice is easy. Like, I don't think it's very hard to be nice to someone you don't even know. Someone opens the door for you or you open the door for them. And yeah. it just creates such a good vibe and aura around where you're going. So um, I, obviously I don't have the same responsibilities of maybe some of the athletes listening. I have a family, um, you know, as, as like with kids and whatnot and, and a stressful environment making the roster. Yeah. But I still think like there's certain ways that my parent, fa- family brought me up just to be like, you know, always be happy as best you can and, and, you know, be supportive of other people and have a good time. Like having fun is awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The uh, last question here is like you you know you've been on Master Chef, Good America, Good Morning America, Food Network. Like what you know you you I, I, obviously it took time. And it was a slow progression again to where you are today. But was there a single moment where you're like, shit, I made it? Like wow, like this is crazy. I, I made it. It, it. Was there a moment that sticks out to you? Nah, honestly, man, I I still don't have that moment yet. I'm I'm. I'm, I think the moment will come and I think my, my own, honestly, my goal, dude, is to get to a point where I have enough resources 
that I can go build kitchens in third world countries and empower people, not just get them food, but to actually build a life skill. And the second one is to help like have enough, I guess, positive power, I call it, because I want to influence the government to make the right decisions when it comes to nutritional panels. So I think when I get to that point, that's the satisfaction point that I'd be like, okay, cool. But you know, I, I, I've, I'm blessed that my family brought me up to be um, someone who has head and their shoulders for good. So if I get given power, it'll be used for the right reasons. And so, yeah, yeah continue to grind away with that, man, and you know, more opportunities and the people I get to meet. And I'm just uh, grateful. That's awesome. Well, we'll make sure to uh, include links to your social, to your website, a ton of great info there, and people can connect with you. But Man, it, it was awesome. Extremely energizing talking to you uh, today. I'll let you now go fully enjoy your uh, lunch without us pausing <laughs> you and uh, looking forward to uh, a meal with you soon. Yeah, you too, mate. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate your time, my man.